This is BFF, but first, Faith. Good morning, guys. It is a fantastic day. We just went to Einstein's Bagels and had, well, they were out of pumpkin bagels, which sucked, but they had the best everything bagels ever, and I'm just in a very good mood. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm a little... I'm, I want to say I'm dead, but I'm I'm channeling my energy right now, so <laughs> I'm building it up. Why are you dead? Please um, clarify. <laughs> I went out last night, so I just woke up, yeah, a little bit hungover. And did the bagel help? The bagel did help, yeah. I it feel put like me in a better help, mood. right? Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. Well, today we're talking about patience in a bunch of sort of areas of life. So whether that's waiting for a relationship or waiting for a job or waiting for happiness like just waiting in general we know it's so hard and we want to try and talk through that and see you know how to deal with it before we get into the actual content of the podcast um i wanted to go through our highs and lows so do you want do you want to start off sure i'll start with the low oh my gosh okay so i am a very punctual person in general but recently i've ran into issues being punctual at work and i don't know why i think it's because i get in such a zone doing my work and like i kind of sit in the corner so I don't realize when everybody's gone and at a meeting and I'm not there. So. Also, okay, is this just me or on Google Calendar when stuff comes up, it looks like you have so much time. Like yes. if a meeting's in 30 minutes, I'm like on my calendar, it looks like it's two hours away yes. and it's actually like 10 minutes. No, it's so frustrating. That literally always happens. I hate Google Calendar. Like I love it, but I hate it. I don't know. <laughs> Same. But anyways, I was late for something like a couple of minutes late because I was in the bathroom, ended up being late to this meeting and then I had to talk to my boss about it, which is fine. Like obviously I understand that. But then the other day, I had nothing on my calendar, and then all of a sudden, I looked around, and I was like, where is everybody? Then I realized they were in a meeting upstairs, and there was some, like, in-office presentation. I literally freaked out, and I was like, should I just, like, go home? Like, should I go into the meeting? So I walked in, and, like, the person doing the presentation was like, hello, and everyone turned around, and I was like, oh, my God, like, just kill me now. It was so bad. But then I was, like, so anxious throughout the entire meeting. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to have some big talk. Like, I don't understand why everybody else knew about this meeting except for me. Like, it wasn't in my calendar. Turns out they had invited the wrong Stephanie to the calendar invite, so I was in the clear, but like, oh my gosh, I was literally so stressed, it ruined my entire day, but this all is also, well. yeah, it just like surprises me, because if you guys know Steph, you know she is like always on time, like so just like, I don't know, yeah. it just surprises me that this would even happen, so it's like somebody going up to her being like, excuse me, you're always late or whatever, that's just like, it's not right, like they yeah. don't know her. No, that's what I was trying to say to my boss, I'm like, I swear to you, I'm a punctual person, she's like, yeah, yeah, like I know that, I'm like, no, like I'm literally like at the door, 8 o'clock a.m., picking up someone, like I don't know, I just hate running late but anyways so that was the low what was your low for the week okay so I feel like my low is just kind of an overall thing which um works with our podcast okay um but just this idea of well okay I kind of broke down yesterday to my mom and then to Steph Mm -hmm. um and it stems from a lot of different things but essentially just like being so frustrated about um wanting a boyfriend and like just wanting someone in my life because I feel like it never works out and there's always just some I'm just annoyed once again and I feel like I'm frustrated about it and I don't want to be like I want to just ride the wave and wait till it happens and as everybody says which I'll I'll talk about later is it happens when you least expect it and I'm like what if I'm always expecting it I hate that yeah (laughs) I mean it like kind of is true but like telling that to someone who's impatient about finding a boyfriend that 
is not going to help in any way. Like, you can't force yourself to not care. Yes, like, you're just going to exactly, care more, you know? Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, well, now I'm not going to expect it. I'm just going to sit over here and, yeah. like, forget that it ever uh, crossed my mind. I and I feel know. like the biggest issue that we've talked about is you're like, oh, I'm never into the guys that are into me and the mm-hmm. ones that I'm exactly. into don't seem to be. It's just, like, so... Oh, it's so hard to try and find, like, that mutual person where it goes both ways. And I just think, like, it just has to be one person. Why is it that hard? Yeah. Um, okay. Highs. Let's see. This past weekend, so much fun. Sorry to rub it in your face, but we went (laughs) on a great double date. (laughs) It was so fun. So it was just my boyfriend, Matt, and then my best friend, Lindsay, aside from Matilda, of course, (laughs) both my best friends, Lindsay, and then her boyfriend, Frank. So we went to Malibu Wines. If you guys don't know what that is, it's just, like, a winery in Malibu that's pretty famous. And they do different safari tours. So you board this like elevated Jeep thing and they take you through the winery and you do different wine tastings oh, at different really stops. Oh, is it really Jeep? Yeah. Oh, I There's like Indiana Jones at Disneyland, like one of those big When you were describing things. it, I assumed it was a golf cart. No, no, because oh. there's like 20 people on the tour. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. But so they had a Halloween special and it was only like $55, which normally Malibu Wines is like at least 100 So I was like, all right, this is my chance to go because I've never gone because it's so expensive. So we went. It was a special Halloween edition. So it was at nighttime and it was really spooky and they had people popping out, but like not too scary because I can't so deal fun. with super scary stuff. And it was just so fun. They had like different light shows and things like that. So very much enjoyed my time that sounds amazing what is your high um so i'm running a half marathon which could also be my low because i'm so unprepared (laughs) but my high is that i went running in santa monica before work uh, a couple days ago and it was so fun it was just like i i got to the point so i was i ran like five miles which is good for me actually insane um but when i was halfway through i normally get so tired and i'm gonna give up but i felt like an extra burst of energy and just so I, I don't know. I was so in the groove. I was like, wow, I could run forever right now. So Well, it's like the runner's high, right? I've never experienced that. And everyone yeah. always talks about it. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> am I just like not running long? And I would do like one mile. And I'm like, all right, where's the runner's yeah. high? <laughs> <laughs> no, I finally semi-felt it. And I also, um, I parked at Phil. Phil's Coffee is my favorite thing in the world. And I parked there and then I ran like one way and then I ran back to Phil's. And so Phil's was my treat at the end, and it was just so perfect. Oh, that's amazing. Today's topic, as we already kind of introed, is patience. And I looked up the definition of patience. I mean, we all kind of know what this is, but just to lay it out in definitive terms. Layman's terms. (laughs) Layman's terms, I guess. So patience is defined as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Really? Wow. What, um, who do you find this from? Merriam-Webster. Oh, okay. I was like, is it a Marian? Why, um, why are you surprised I by this li- definition? <laughs> I like that it says without getting angry or upset. Yeah, that does seem like very layman's terms. Like yeah. you were saying, like, I feel like that's how I would describe it to you, but I feel like the dictionary would be yeah, like, we're... without letting it impact your blah, yeah, blah, I don't know. Uh-huh. So but, true. yeah, so I feel like patience can be just like, tolerating like it said delay so just something that's taking time or suffering so something that is difficult because like it could be a positive delay sort of thing but it could also be suffering a difficult time yeah and we have no no no, it does make sense and that goes into our three main topics that we're going to go over our relationships and then specifically our transition after college because we're looking for apartment job hunting and then mental health which is oftentimes the suffering so I feel like we hit all of those yeah for sure and I feel like the transition part too can be applicable to anybody like just going through any sort of transition life for us the most recent and prominent one was the after college transition but like you know it can apply to anybody. Exactly. Um, so I was just thinking in general, before we like really hop into the topics, just, or like the different areas of 
where we struggle being patient. Yeah, categories. Thank you, Matilda. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to point out that, in my opinion, patience doesn't mean just being lazy and sitting around and expecting things to happen to you without putting in any effort. I think you have to set yourself up for success. So, for example, with the dating thing, like being impatient for a boyfriend or something, you have to put yourself out there. And for a job, you have to spend time working hard and applying to jobs and all this sort of thing. Like, you can't just say that patience shouldn't be your scapegoat to be lazy and get out of things. But I think it just means putting in the effort and then being confident that God will answer your prayers and come through in his own timing or his own way in your life. Um, So, like, once you put in all that you can, just putting it into his hands and not... You know, like, you can't be lazy about it. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think, too, there's a difference between effort and force. And yes. I think that our, uh, in our eyes, being patient is still putting an effort without forcing it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then I also just wanted to ask, why do you think patience is so hard? Because I feel like just reading this and talking about it, it seems kind of easier said than done, you know? Oh, my gosh. I but always <laughs> It's crazy how I can tell someone and give someone a lecture on, like, why they should be patient and why they should turn to God. And then when it's my own shoes, it feels so much different and 100%. so much harder. But I think that we have this idea for our life, or at least I guess the best example for me, I think, is, like, um like a husband, for example, like if I was 40 and I didn't have a husband, then I would be like, well, then I can't have kids. And then, so it's like, it almost throws off the rest of your life. If you have this idea, or like, if you have an idea to be at this point in your career at a certain time, because we have these plans in our head, you know, these human plans. And we think that it's going to spiral and mess up the rest of our lives. If one thing isn't like right on the dot. And it's so easy to, I think, fall into that trap of like the whole ripple effect in your head and it's like once this happens like if I don't get a job then I'm not gonna have a house and then yeah. I'm gonna blah 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 and it's just like I don't know that's not healthy because obviously everything's gonna work out I mean we're gonna face trials in our life but you will get a job eventually kind yeah. of thing and just thinking about how that's gonna impact everything going down the line is just a very slippery slope so yeah and it's struggle. not yeah exactly and it's not to say that like everything is gonna work out in your eyes right, you know but right. I think that there will be some way on the path that leads you to, you know, something you didn't expect that might be even better than what you thought in your head. Definitely. Another reason I think patience is so hard is because it takes away a sense of control that we have, especially over our lives. And it forces us to be content without having the answers and without knowing what our future entails exactly. And that's so hard to do. do. (laughs) I'm like stuttering. It's so hard to do because I feel like as humans, we want to know everything we want to know everything about our future and i mean that's why fortune tellers exist yeah. we're curious about this kind of stuff and also i just had a flashback i remember we went to this fortune teller it was the most like oh, was that the style hall event or yes. something okay it was just like literal <laughs> bullcrap like i don't know we went to it and we we're like they're like oh where do you go to school and we said pepperdine they're like "Ooh, i think in three years you're gonna be dating a surfer yeah and i was like wow fantastic guess because we go to college on the beach like i remember that she literally said to i forget which one of us but it was like i imagine a boy with blonde hair like surfer waves all this yeah. stuff <laughs> I was like, wow, that's so insightful. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not to roast them. But anyways, I was just saying in general, yeah, with wanting to know our future, it's it's so nice to have everything laid out before you and to have zero question marks in your life. But that's what patience is, just being content in the process. And that's so freaking hard. Yeah, and letting your control um, or putting your control away. Yeah, letting God take over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like releasing the control. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Putting your control away. (laughs) Sorry, it's a rough morning. (laughs) So let's start off by talking about the relationships thing, where I know we've 
gone into it a little bit, but where has been your biggest struggle in being impatient in terms of relationships with people? Yeah, I don't even know how to um, describe it in more specific terms, just more broadly, the fact that I... It's not even that... um, Because obviously you have a boyfriend and... I mean, maybe that's part of it that, like, you are always hanging out with your boyfriend and stuff. And I'm like, I want a boyfriend to hang Mm. out with. But I don't know why recently. I think when I first started my job, I was like, okay. I mean, it was literally two months ago. It's not that long ago. (laughs) Back in the day. (laughs) But um, I was just, like, I want to be focused on my job. I'm really going to be focused on my work. And it's this is a new stage of life. But then all of a sudden... Now that things have semi-settled, I just feel ready to be in a relationship and I, it's just not there. It's not happening. And I don't think anything's wrong with that. Like, of course we do as a society glorify independence. And I think that is a great thing to be very happy on your own, but also we are designed for a relationship with one another. And so I feel like that's not necessarily a bad thing to desire that. But if it's like obviously affecting your mental state, then that is a bummer and that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's more so that I don't. I don't want to be in the place of like looking and seeking for it because I just feel like that's not going to help me like meet someone, you know? Right. Like setting yourself up for disappointment kind of thing yeah, or what do you mean? I I think I know that there is a difference between effort and force, but I don't know how to I guess in my head there's two extremes. One is like I go looking for a boyfriend yeah. <laughs> or the other is like I do not talk to guys I focus on my life and I don't know how to be somewhere in the middle okay because yeah I don't think me going looking for a boyfriend whatever that means would really even help anyways so it's like why should I right because you want it to be natural but you also want to like put yourself out there and yeah help you know get the ball rolling like help make things potentially happen but I think it's just a matter of yeah putting yourself out there trying to meet a bunch of people trying to connect with different people and seeing what happens from that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Matilda. I wish I had an answer. Uh, it's difficult. And I think something that helped me when I wasn't in a relationship, just in college and stuff, and, I mean, obviously I wanted to date someone, like, that would be fun, but the reason why it didn't stress me out too much is because I didn't necessarily think in my head that that would not – I'm not saying that you think this, yeah. but I was like, a boyfriend's not going to complete me at all. Like, yeah. it's just it, – it'd be, like, a fun bonus and fun addition to my life, but, like – I'm having fun with my life right now and eventually it is going to happen. I just don't know when. But yeah, just trying to not have the mindset that like once you have the boyfriend or something, it'll make you happy or it'll complete you because it's just like having another best friend in your life. Yeah. It's also romantic or whatever, but yeah. Right. One thing I just thought of as advice for myself or anyone else going through this is I remember when I almost started dating this guy and he was literally like, whatever, there was an ultimatum kind of thing. And I remember I had liked him for such a long time that as soon as he brought that up, it was almost like, oh, well, that wouldn't even make me happy. It was like I I tried to get him to like me that it didn't even feel natural. So I feel like if you're trying to impress someone so much or trying to get them to like you, then it's not even going to be such a positive relationship. So you want to like be friends with them and have show all sides before it's a forced thing. Definitely. Does that make sense? No, it does. And it's like, yeah, you want to impress people, of course. That's just how dating is. If you want to put your best foot forth, foot uh, (laughs) Foot forward, foot forward. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Do that. But 
Um, oh my god, I'm losing my train of thought because I can't speak English. <laughs> no, 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 you got it. You want to impress them, but... But, Matilda, but you also want it to be natural and you want to be yourself. And when you're actually in the relationship, you don't want to have to be thinking about impressing that person anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because once you're actually in the relationship, then you're... Oh, now I can't speak. I just, <laughs> I just feel like you... You want to be at the place where by the time you get in a relationship, like they like you for who you are and not yes. for who you've tried to show them who you are before. No, exactly. And I remember at the beginning of my relationship, I like put myself up on this pedestal because I knew he really liked me. And I was like, I want to still feel the same attention, the same level of likeness from him. And I yeah. was like, it's only going to be like that if I'm perfect. So like I always had to have my makeup done and always had to like put act like in a certain way just like being the best version of myself which obviously I want to be you know what I mean but like you need to be vulnerable and be yourself and just like that's the way to start a real relationship and that's really where I think things took a turn for the positive for our relationship and why it's so great right now is because like you can't really be close with someone if you're not being your authentic self yeah totally and okay I don't want to (laughs) keep rambling about this you can say something okay how do you with friends or relationships what what's your thought process um, okay, so my struggle, I think, for patience, especially occurred after college when I was starting a job. And people always say it's so hard to make friends after college, especially if you move to a different town, which we're still pretty close to where we went to college. So that's nice to have a few people. But with me, like, I'm not a very extroverted person. It does take me a while to open up to people. And just, you know, when I envision myself with a job, like when I was just finishing up college, I envision myself as a totally different person, like an extroverted person with all these friends. And it was so easy for me. And then come the day that my job was starting, I was like, that's, I'm not like that. Like, I'm still the same person and that's okay. And that's just who I am. And so it was just a matter of being patient and recognizing that it would probably take some time for me to meet friends at work. And it did, but I literally love my friends at work, but it took me like a couple of months to build up that great relationship with them. And that's just how it goes for me. And I wish it was easier, but that's not the case and that's fine. Yeah. I think exactly what you said about it, obviously relationships take time, but It's crazy because I remember when I started work, I got to this point where I was like, I'm not going to have friends. (laughs) I'm just accepting that. And I honestly think that's why it was so, I, not easy. Happens when you least expect it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true because I, oh God, I hate myself. But it's just like you don't, my focus wasn't on that and I just told myself I'd be eating lunch at my desk every day by myself. I'd be working on my stuff. And then all of a sudden the next day, I mean, it wasn't actually the next day, but it feels <laughs> like the next day. I was just very comfortable with people. I met more people. I had friends. And I also, okay, one anecdote about this is I went to a company party. It was on a yacht and I didn't know anybody. And I was so stressed about going because I literally had no work friends. And then I, I ended up meeting these two girls who work remotely who are my friends now but that's the kind of thing where I did put myself out there because I easily could have just not gone or like texted somebody to hang out with me or something but I just showed up and was looking around for people to hang out with like I literally just went up to random people so and I think too the reason that it kind of worked out and seems like a great transition from like not I think it was because you didn't have any expectations you know what I mean like if you expectations yeah expectations if you expect to be the class clown of a company whatever that's called like the cool person with all the friends at the company like you're probably going to be disappointed if you're just starting a job you're not going to be the center of attention and everyone's best friend like that's just kind of not really how it goes yeah so 
if you just, I'm not saying like to set your standards low, but you don't want to have some huge expectation for your life and for your future. Well, okay. No, this is incorrect. This is incorrect. Have a huge expectation for like a certain situation yes. and then set yourself up to be disappointed. Even if it's still a great turnout, but it's just slightly under the bar that you set for yourself, you're still going to be disappointed. You know what I mean? Right, right. I think we can have expectancy in a general idea of we are going to be successful and we are going to love on people, whatever you want for your life. But then within going into like a certain event or a certain situation, you don't want to have like the A, B, and C outcome will occur. Right, right. Or else I'll be upset. Yeah. So also just moving on to the transition after college section, because I know we've kind of started to talk about that now, but what has been or what was at the time, I guess your biggest source of impatience going into that? Yeah. One thing I really have been thinking about recently is I remember when I went right after we graduated Pepperdine, I, in my head was like, I cannot wait for summer in Malibu, just lying at the beach all day, relaxing. It's going to be a long summer. And then I'll focus on getting a job. And as soon as summer in Malibu hit, I was so ready to leave. I was like, I want this new phase in my life. I want to be in my apartment. I want to have my job. I want to have my friends. I want it to happen right now when I snap my fingers. And so I just think that's so interesting because that goes back to I think you mentioned this, or maybe you just told me this in real life, real, <laughs> real time. <laughs> um, but that once you get a certain thing, you'll be happy or mm-hmm. that idea because it's not true. And I think we just in, we want what we can't have. Exactly. Yeah. The grass is always greener. We mm-hmm. always talk about that, but yeah. it is true. And I do remember that you were so, so excited to be in Malibu. And then all of a sudden you're like, so let's go apart. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally get that. I think for me too, because my housing ended right when school ended, but then I was still staying for the summer because I got a job in Malibu at the smoothie place. And I was just literally living out of a suitcase. Like I did stay with Matilda for a month or two and then with other people just kind of like hopping around. And I just hate living out of a suitcase. Like it's the worst feeling. Even if I had my own room there, like you just don't feel settled. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't feel stable. Yeah, you're like a visitor at someone else's place. And I just hated that feeling. So I was just so ready to get settled and I was so impatient about that. Um... But at the same time, I was confident that we would find a good place to live and that we would find ourselves great jobs. It was just like the means to getting there is what stressed me out. Like, I feel like that's how I am in general. Like, I'm very hopeful for my future and that everything is going to work out and things like that. It's just like, I like to know exactly how I'm going to get there. Yeah, you know? what's the path going to look like? Yeah. Okay, I feel like that section was kind of brief, but let's just hop into mental health because this is a huge one for me. Anxiety. I've talked about this in other episodes. I've dealt with anxiety for several years now. Right now, I still feel like I'm in a great place, which is amazing. Thank God for that. But it's just like every time, especially when I'm at a particularly hard point with anxiety and really feel it weighing on me heavily, I that's just like my biggest source of, source of impatience. I'm like, when is God going to help me get rid of this? And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just so frustrating because like I know he has the power to heal me of that or whatever, but like I, I just wish there was some moment where all of a sudden I can snap my fingers and it's gone and that's just not how it is and I think that we had found this quote earlier but it says as Christians God doesn't promise us an easy life but he does promise to be with us as we go through difficult times and painful experiences he will never leave us or forsake us which I think is a verse in the Bible um but yeah like I I kind of feel like that can be a misconception of Christianity where people think that if you're a Christian, your life's going to be perfect and nothing bad is going to happen to you. And it's not like that. And I sometimes fall into that thinking. I'm like, why can't he heal me at this right now? That'd be so nice. But it's just knowing that he's there and helping you get through it. And that's 
it's great, but it's almost hard to hear to an extent because it's like we still have to go through these things. It's just that we have someone by our side to turn to during. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that God is going to take away all your anxiety in that moment. It's just that he promises he's in relationship with you at that moment and right by your side. So I think it, it's like it doesn't make that moment go away, but at least you can know that you can talk to him and he he's guiding you through yeah. it. Kind it's of. something to take solace in, I think, for right. sure. And also just you can kind of know that when you're looking back on things and difficult trials that there is a silver lining. And it's so hard to see that in the moment. But even just looking back on my anxiety from the past few years, like, yeah, I still deal with it, but I can see how it helped me. I think it's made me a lot more empathetic with other people, which – is one of my favorite traits about myself that mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so compassionate. I'm not trying to be cocky, but like yeah. I, I like that about myself that I care yeah. a lot about other people. And I think it has to do with going through this struggle and recognizing how much I needed other people in my life. So it kind of helped me take on that role for others. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's hard to go through, but like it helped me learn those things and be who I am. So, you know, what can it, you do? It's, <laughs> yes, it's part of you. Yeah. What's your mental health um, struggle? So... I had such a hard time sleeping for what, uh, I don't know if I would classify it as insomnia or if... I feel like it was insomnia. Yeah. It was really bad, yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, so I would say it was honestly probably a year of my life and I don't want to jinx it or say that my sleep is perfect now, but I am so, so grateful and I really do believe that God has allowed me to sleep now because I know that my mental health and just my state when I wasn't sleeping was so, so bad. And I prayed about it all the time. And I really think that I wouldn't have prayed and turned to God as much if I didn't go through that phase. And it also just allows me to be so much more grateful now and not take sleep for granted because I'm able to literally every day thank God for the fact that I was able to get a good night's sleep and I just, during that period of my life, I was so, so frustrated and I just felt like, why on earth is this not, as you said, like, I know that God has the power to allow me to sleep, but why is it not happening? I definitely, during those times when I couldn't sleep, I would always read the Bible and even look up specific verses that would um, be about peace or just relaxing my mind. And I think that's it helped me so much to turn to God in that time. And uh, it just sucks that trials have to be the time when we go to God most, but I really think it does strengthen our relationship and allow us to see that God comes through. And I just think it's such a powerful example of how he's acted in my life, the fact that I can sleep now. Yeah. I know you said you were frustrated, but did you feel like you were um, super impatient at the time or were you just kind of you know what I mean? I think I was. I think I, at one point, I think I kind of gave up. I was like, like I felt with the friends situation, I just assumed, okay, well, I'm never going to sleep again. So that's just my life now. Um, but going back to the definition of patience that you said, I felt that sense of anger and frustration where I didn't feel content in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think it was impatience. Now for our section on advice and just how we deal with impatience. One of the big things for me, which we talked about a little bit, is just not having the mindset that once you obtain something that you'll be happy because that's not true. Like, for example, for you being like, oh, once I have a boyfriend, then I'll be happy. That's not I'm not saying you think like that, but just for your example, like that's a horrible mindset to have. Or like once I get a job, once my anxiety goes away, then I'll be happy. And it's just 
that's not the case because you'll find something else to be unhappy about. Of course. And so I think it just like almost makes you more impatient and more irritated because you can like see happiness around the corner, but it's just an illusion and I don't think it's true. Yeah, I have something to say on that note. So I think because as we were talking about when people always say it happens when you least expect it and um, I think the way in which to achieve this with um, actual results is to focus your energy because I... I don't think you should try to control your entire life and I do think you should give your um give up your control and allow God to take over but I also think that as humans we need to take steps and take action so the way to do that would be to place if you're really impatient about something say it's um getting a boyfriend or something that you can't really control then Put your energy, or at least this helps for me, into a project. Like, for example, if we're working on our YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever the case may be, or focusing on some big project that you have at work, like, I would just spend your energy on something that excites you and makes you happy and something that you actually can control instead of focusing on something that is kind of impossible to see results from. Because then you have all this energy like pent up just kind of dwelling in your own head and yeah you're overthinking something with it yeah you have to channel it somewhere else otherwise you're gonna go insane because it's just how it is like if you're just super super impatient about something then sitting at home thinking about it 24 7 (laughs) it's just gonna get worse so it's like you were saying I think projects are so huge I remember in high school when we were like so we wanted to do something with our lives but we had no idea what channeled that into YouTube and it was so much fun and then it gives you something else to think about. Right. I don't know. Totally. Also, what were you, we were talking in Einstein's earlier about um, just how you were saying how God has his own timing and like his own clock per se. Yeah. So do you want to go into that a little bit? Okay. So this one verse that I absolutely love is 2 Peter uh, 3.9 and it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Ooh. And I think that we, in our heads, in our finite um, beings, we think that there that everything is taking so long. Yeah. But when you think about it, all of eternity, and we have even a year of your life that is literally like a second. It's not even a second. It's smaller than that. And so it's just crazy how we think that our... It's not to say that God doesn't care about your individual problems, but I think that there's so much more. If you think about all the humans on the earth and all of the problems going on, I think that we focus so much on our own individual issues and think, oh, well, there must not be a God because he's not making my anxiety go away. It's yeah. like, okay, well, do you think you are all... That's essentially making you God. It's like, well, I, I would do this if I was God. I would make myself happy. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's so many other things going on. And I just think that our idea of what is fast is very different than God's. It's so true. Like even just our lives are just like a snapshot in time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so crazy how time works and just even time in our own lives, like from a human perspective, it's so insane because there's been fires these past few days in LA and it just takes me right back to last year when there were fires. And that went by so freaking fast. But then like thinking about all the moments where I was struggling in between this past year, I felt like time was going so slow. And it's just crazy how that works. Like when you're going through difficult things each day takes forever. Like the days go by slow, but the years go by fast. And that's just so bizarre to me. And I can't even imagine from God's perspective, like controlling the world and all of eternity. It's like, this is nothing. (laughs) Yeah. 
And and you think, say, one time in high school when you it felt like the longest struggle or whatever it was, if you can look at that now and see how minuscule it is, then just imagine how God sees yeah. our lives. It's just like... Like Sunday night algebra honors homework. <laughs> Literally, who cares? It's just... Uh, it's weird. Um, I wanted to end on this verse. It's a classic one, Romans 12, 12, but I think it's just great to let resonate after talking about all this stuff. And it says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And that's just like the three things, like be, like, I'm just going to read the verse again, (laughs) but I I tried to reiterate it and it's literally the most like straightforward thing. But yeah, I think just having hope about your future and where your life's going to go, but then being patient with the moment and how you're going to get there and just praying to God about it and realizing that his plan is greater than ours and he's going to work everything out for good in our lives and just trusting that. Yeah, I would say in summary, if there is something in your life right now that you are very, very impatient about, number one, turn to the Bible, read the Bible when you're super in your head and can't stop thinking about that thing. And then number two, focus on a project or um, an item in your life that you are really excited about or can control. And I think telling other people about it too, because everybody goes through the same thing. Like, I don't know, impatience is so universal, especially like everybody's been impatient for a job, for a relationship. So I feel like even just older people or like mentors in your life or parents, they'll 100% relate to that. And so I think it's great to voice that struggle and have other people help you and give you advice on going through that. Yes, I agree. When I told, I mean, Steph makes all my problems better, but (laughs) when I told her and I was struggling yesterday, I just felt so much better about my life after just talking about it. Matilda, (laughs) you're the best. Well, guys, that is all for our podcast. Please, at any point, feel free to let us know any recommendations you you guys might have for topics or critiques like we are here to make this podcast to help you guys and I mean it helps us also just to vent about life like I I love having deep conversations so yes I do too so go do that over on our Instagram at Stefan Matilda you can DM us and then also if you're listening on Apple Podcasts be sure to rate and review us because we never say that but it would be great if you did that and we'll see you guys next Sunday all right love you guys not next Sunday Monday we (laughs) We record on Sunday post on Monday yes Okay. I think I'm interrupting you so much. No, I was thinking I was interrupting you. Oh, thank God. Okay, my friends just annoying. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.